The Bible Study Podcast, episode 389. Today, the Bible Study Podcast continues the study of Psalms with Psalm 50. Welcome to the Bible Study Podcast. I'm your host, Chris Christensen. We continue on with Psalm 50 today, which is a psalm of Asaph. And it goes like this. The Mighty One, God, the Lord, speaks and summons the earth from the rising of the sun to where it sets. From Zion, perfect in beauty, God shines forth. Our God comes and will not be silent. A fire devours before him, and around him a tempest rages. He summons the heavens above and the earth that he may judge his people. Gather to me this consecrated people who made a covenant with me by sacrifice, and the heavens proclaim his righteousness, for he is a God of justice. This is one of those psalms that looks at God and seems to be looking at his majesty. Now, we're going to learn here in a little bit that God is not so pleased. He is gathering his people, and he is going to give them a word of rebuke. But first, let's look at this particular section here, where we talk about God, the mighty one, the Lord, summoning the people, perfect in beauty, as he comes with this devouring fire and this tempest raging, just this picture of this God coming in judgment. This is a terrifying vision of God. This is an awe-inspiring vision of God. This is the God of power. This is the God of justice. This is the God you don't want to be mad at you. And he is calling his people, his consecrated people, the people who have been set apart for him, the people who have made promises, the people who have made a covenant. And we are told that he is a God of justice. Now, justice is something that we all tend to be a fan of when we are not the ones who did wrong. Obviously, when we do wrong, we're more of a fan of a God of mercy. But when somebody else does wrong, when terrible things happen, We cry out, why isn't there justice? But this is a God of justice coming, and it's a God of justice coming to his people, but he is mad at them, as we'll see in these next few verses. Listen, my people, and I will speak. I will testify against you, Israel. I am God, your God. I bring no charges against you concerning your sacrifices or concerning your burnt offerings, which are ever before me. I have no need of a bull from your stall or of goats from your pens. For every animal of the forest is mine, and the cattle on a thousand hills. I know every bird in the mountains, and the insects in the fields are mine. If I were hungry, I would not tell you, for the world is mine, and all that is in it. Do I eat the flesh of bulls, or drink the blood of goats? Sacrifice thank offerings to God, fulfill your vows to the Most High, and call on me in the day of troubles. I will deliver you, and you will honor me. So God says, first of all, remember, I am God. I'm your God. And let's talk about the things that you're doing okay. He says, I got no problems with your sacrifices. I have no charges to bring against you. You're, you're going through the motions fine. You're bringing the sacrifices. But let's put that in perspective, he says. I don't need you. I don't need your sacrifices. I'm not hungry. I won't go hungry if you don't sacrifice them. I am God. I am God, and I own the cattle on a thousand hills, and all the goats, and all the birds, and all the insects. The reason why God asks us to give is not because God has a need for our gift. God desires that we give because it is good for us to be giving. It changes our heart. And so he says, fine, you're giving the sacrifices, but let's understand 
I am not beholding to you because you bring the sacrifices. You're giving the sacrifices out of obedience, but it's not because I need them. Because he says, I am God. I am your God. So go ahead and sacrifice. Go ahead and fulfill your vows and call on me in the day of troubles. I will deliver you and you will honor me. But the psalmist goes on, but to the wicked person, God says, what right have you to recite my laws or take my covenant on your lips? You hate my instruction and cast my words before you. When you see a thief, you join with him. You throw in your lot with adulterers. You use your mouth for evil and harness your tongue to deceit. You sit and testify against your brother and slander your own mother's son. When you did these things and I kept silent, you thought I was exactly like you. But now I arraign you and set my accusations before you. Consider this, you who forgot God, or I will tear you to pieces and no one will rescue you. Those who sacrifice thank offerings honor me, and to the blameless I will show salvation. Now, the first thing that occurs to me is we sometimes forget when we're reading these words that these are words from a hymnal. These are words that would be sung. And it just seems funny to me because it's very outside of my understanding. I mean, I understand when people say, hey, can we sing the old rugged cross again? And hey, can we sing amazing grace again? And hey, can we sing about the love of God again? But it seems odd to me that somebody's going to say, you know, hey, can we sing that one where God is mad at us because we're testifying against our brother? I just don't see that as something that would be a favorite hymn that we would sing at the hymn sings. And I don't know that many new Christian songs that are done to the words of Psalm 50. And yet this was something that was important enough to be saved. And it's something that's useful for us to understand because remember the context here is, is that God seems to be mad at people who are bringing the sacrifices, people who are religious, people who apparently are reciting his laws and taking his covenant on their lips, but apparently not in their hearts. People who are outwardly religious and inwardly corrupt. He says, you going through the motions, you're bringing the sacrifices, you're reciting my laws, and yet when you see a thief, you join him. You throw in your lot with adulterers. Now, I don't think most of us, if we saw somebody breaking into our neighbor's house, would would do that. But how are we with other things? How are we with whether that cable that we have is completely legit or whether that download we found of that movie is pirated or whether that software we use we have a license to? How are we with that? You throw in your lot with adulterers. I don't think most of us, if we saw somebody drive up to the neighbor's house when we knew the neighbor was out of town and his wife was home, would join in and ask to party. But on the other hand, what are we consuming? What are we reading? What are we watching on TV? What are we watching in the movies? Are we longing for that kind of stories? Do we have a fascination with adultery or with sex or with those sort of things? Where are our hearts? Do we just have the law on our lips? Do we just have the covenant on our lips? You sit and testify against your brother and slander your own mother's son. Who is he talking about here? Is this my brother that is the son of my mother or are other people my brother? But how do I treat people? 
What do I say about them? Do I always speak the truth even when it's awkward for me, even when it doesn't suit my purposes? When you did these things and I kept silent, God says, you thought I was exactly like you. We are called to be like God. God is not like us. God is a just God. Consider this when you forget God, I will tear you to pieces and no one will rescue you. This is a righteous God, but this is a terrible righteousness. This is a frightening God. But he says to the blameless, I will show my salvation. Again, I don't know that this is going to be the most popular song that you're going to be singing at the next hymn fest, but it does give us room for pause. As we go through this week, I pray that our hearts and our lips would both be praising God. With that, we'll end this episode of the Bible Study Podcast. If you have questions, send an email to host at thebiblestudypodcast.com, or better yet, leave a comment on this episode at thebiblestudypodcast.com. You can also follow me on Twitter at Chris2x. And as always, thanks so much for listening. Hi, I'm Beckett Cook, host of The Beckett Cook Show. I lived as a gay man in Hollywood for many, many years until I had a radical encounter with Jesus 13 years ago. Since then, I've gotten my master's degree in seminary and published a book called A Change of Affection. On my podcast, The Beckett Cook Show, I sit down with fascinating Christian scholars and thinkers to address the lies of the culture and bring the biblical truth to bear on those lies. To start listening now, go to lifeaudio.com or search for The Becca Cook Show on your favorite podcasting platform.